0: You're listening to to Huddle Up, up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up. It's a football podcast. It's Thursday. I'm Corey, and I'm joined by Tony and Daniel. How are you guys doing?
1: Yo.
2: Hello. No complaints at all. How are you doing?
0: Very good. Very good. Um, very hot week on Twitter for the NFL. I mean, just crazy headlines everywhere. Um, we're gonna knock out a couple of those. But real quick, we have on this Friday the Huddle Up Listener League's first rookie draft we did our uh, startup last year but we have now entered the uh, rookie draft it's very exciting um and if you are a listener in the league um you've got a little bit of homework right now if you're listening i need you to go over to the chat in the sleeper and type the word pickle if you do not do that by next week's episode you will be fined a draft pick next year because you're not listening to the podcast <laughs> um <laughs> Real quick guys, uh Daniel, who you taking with your first round pick?
1: I traded it to you sir. Actually I traded both. What
0: what happened to your picks, bud?
2: Corey stop. Well, Corey, you have everybody's picks.
0: Stop. <laughs> who are you who are, who are you taking in the first round, Tony? I
2: I decided to go the route of Bill O'Brien and I'm not taking a pick until the third round
0: this year. Okay. Oh, Who's taking, taking your taking pick? Davis
1: Mills.
2: Who's my pick going to be?
0: No, no, no. Like who's you're, you're the fifth pick in the draft. Who's taking that pick for you?
2: I'm not the fifth pick in the draft. I don't have a pick until the,
0: well, you oh. were, but then, Oh, I have Oh, it. I see. I this is yeah, done. I now have Corey. Pick. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so we've got the huddle up listener league draft this Friday. I have all the picks. Um, <laughs> on Tuesday, uh, there was an awesome video that came out of Carson Wentz and Mo Ali Cox playing knockout at Colts OTAs. Um, very awesome video. Carson Wentz has a jumper. Molly Cox obviously has a jumper because he played basketball in college before transitioning to an NFL tight end. Um, I would like this event to be pay-per-view at some point, maybe get the whole roster out there. How many guys do you think, uh, they actually started with in this knockout competition?
2: I don't know how many they started with, but did you, did you see the Pacers got on board with this? Did you already say that? Like the Pacers were like, they wanted, like, they want a partnership here actively. I saw on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Oh, yeah. A uh, Pacers halftime show with uh, Molly Cox and Wentz rematch would be incredible. That'd be worth buying tickets just to go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: Uh, There's been a a lot of news about Wentz. I don't know, you know, I've never played football, so. I don't know how much the chemistry between two, like between the quarterback and the wide receiver goes, but Carson Wentz has gone way out of his way to become available to these players. And I, I don't know if that's going to make an impact or not, but he is relatable. He's a part of the team. He has fit in perfectly, and I, he doesn't seem to carry some greater-than-thou vibe. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that, that, that knockout video was awesome. It was awesome to see as a Colts fan. That's all.
0: No, it's it's good. And I saw a uh, his little presser today. He looked happy. He didn't. He wasn't like obviously smiling, but he looked happy. He had a smile on his face. He seemed to be enjoying himself. So uh, it seems to all be going well at Colts camp, which we love. Uh, me and Tony do. So uh, biggest news of the day, um, or biggest news of Wednesday, the match 2021 has been announced for July 6th. It'll be Mickelson, Tom Brady versus Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers uh tony i know you're not much into the golf game but i pretty sure daniel knows a little bit more who you got in the matchup daniel
1: uh i think phil's hot coming off that major win uh the pga championship and uh tom tom did some flexing uh last match i was just watching a replay of it today he he had some great shots and i think he might edge out aaron Rodgers as a better golfer and then the shambo is just too streaky. You never know what you're going to get. You could get, you know, the best golfer on tour. You could get a guy that's spraying drives and, you know, can't be accurate and overpower and everything. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Tom and uh, old Phil to get it done. The two oldies.
2: Dude, have you learned nothing? Have you learned nothing? Every time anybody does anything to piss off Aaron Rodgers, he becomes the MVP. Come on. You know who else else is
1: like that? You know, if, if there was anyone in the league that gets doubted and then comes in and proves everybody wrong more than Tom Brady, I'd like to see him.
2: Okay, okay. I'm Touché. picking Rodgers and a DJ moment. I'm, I'm picking Deshambo because he's going to get hot on this streak and Rodgers is pissed off because Brady's been poking him the whole fucking week and now Mickelson thinks he's king of the, king of the world because he won one freaking championship and he's going to just sleep on this. Rodgers is going to win the game. Rodgers will be carried DeChambeau to the championship
1: one championship Jesus Tony do you know of Phil's history he's a Hall of Famer
2: I understand
0: I've, sure I've, got, Mi- I've got Mickelson and Brady too I like the consistency there Brady's played in the match um, DeChambeau can fucking pipe the ball but like you said Daniel he's with Breyer and I've never seen Rogers golf so give me Mickelson and Brady and Brady was straight to Twitter today Brady's meme game might be the best on Twitter Um, my respect for him grows more and more every day. And then the final bit of Twitter news is green Bay has now addressed AJ Dillon as the quad father. What do you guys think of the nickname?
1: (laughs) When I saw the picture of him lined up next to Aaron Jones and they were both in pads or no, they were not in pads. It was embarrassing for Aaron Jones. (laughs) He dwarfed it, made him look so tiny. I mean, if there's anybody in the league that can compete with Saquon's quads, it's A.J. Dillon. I think everybody kind of knew that last year when he got drafted, but, man, he is just so big, such a
0: beast. That's I mean, incredible.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. If you didn't see the picture, you should look at it. Like, a picture says a thousand words, and that man's quads are humongous. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just search uh, the quad father on Twitter. Um, And while we're talking about it, we're going to talk about Green Bay here a little bit for a second. Um, Big news out of the camp is obviously Rodgers isn't there. I don't think anybody really expected that to happen. But along with that, it seems as though none of the wide receivers have shown up. Um, I think Schefter, it was Schefter that that tweeted it. I could be wrong about the name there. It could have been a different one of the NFL guys, but um, I guess Jordan Love had to throw to a makeshift crew of wide receivers. Um, are these are the are all the wide receivers going to request trades too, or are they just vacationing like Rodgers? What's the deal there?
2: It was Schefter. You were right. It was Schefter. Um, Schefter did tweet that. I don't. This is an ultimate power move by Aaron Rodgers. I've never seen something. Aaron Rodgers is the Le, Le, LeBron James of the NFL. I mean, he is literally pitting the team against the, the, the itself. I mean, none of franchise. the wide receivers showed up. That's a clear statement. I mean, that's, a, that's as clear a statement as any, anybody could ever make. Aaron Rodgers convinced Devontae Adams and all of the other wide receivers to not show up because they should have had better help. And what's amazing is the wide receivers agreed to this. They know that they need more help. They know that there are other players out there who are better than them that can help them win a Super Bowl. They're willing to be support players. They, the entire team is willing to embrace the idea of a wide receiver. That's what this is telling me, and it's mind-blowing. Like This whole thing, to, that, the last 24 hours, has been absolutely mind-blowing to me. It's changed my perception of what's going to happen here. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to stay or not because the wide receivers didn't show up to camp. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I think he came out er, earlier in the year and said, um, the OTAs are kind of stupid, you know, for the veterans. uh, Nobody needs to show up until August 1st.
2: Yeah, he petitioned for August 1st. Yeah, that was his day.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was documented. So it kind of, we all kind of assumed he wouldn't show up. And then maybe the players not agreeing with what you just said, But maybe they're agreeing with what Aaron said previously. And because it's Aaron that said it on the same team, maybe they're just like, you know what? We're going to do the same thing. We're just not going to show up. But I don't know if it has anything to do with whether Aaron's staying or leaving or if that conversation happened. I just think that they just didn't show up at the very first practice, but I think they'll be there.
2: The stark contrast to me, the part that makes it so confusing is on one side we hear, Aaron Rodgers is telling teammates that he won't be returning and to seek contracts elsewhere. On the other side, the entire wide receiver group isn't showing up. Maybe those two things are unrelated, but to me, this whole thing is just so convoluted. Corey, what do you think about what's going on here?
0: I don't know. It it's it's odd. Um, it could be the wide receivers making a statement, you know, saying to the organization that Aaron Rodgers is our leader and if he doesn't agree with what you word, what you guys are doing um, and he's not going to take the time out to show up to camp, we aren't either. If, you know, if he thinks that's the best thing to do. So it could just be the wide receivers backing him and maybe, you know, Aaron Rodgers could be forming an army and, you know, maybe they're looking to over, you know, and a way of words. That's it. That's it. Is Aaron
2: Rodgers, I'm, I'm naming the episode right now. Is Aaron Rodgers forming an army done?
0: Yeah, Go ahead. That's what I think. Um, and, I mean, just think back to draft night. Um, it was mentioned one, and the discussion right now is, is he going to be traded? Why isn't it happening? Blah, blah, blah. Well, back on draft night, when Schefter stole the host, the whole draft night show because it was the main topic of everything because he knew everybody would be watching, um, he split in there while he was on TV that a trade likely wouldn't happen before June first, which kind of pissed me off because he was kind of building it up to make everybody think that he might get traded that night. It was draft night, um, and we googled it before the show. The Packers' contract with Aaron Rodgers is structured in such a way that trading him before June first actually leaves the team with a larger salary cap charge for Rodgers than the 37 million cap hit uh, he would cost if he played in the twenty in 2021. Uh, with no change to his contract, and that's from SB Nation. So, uh, we are coming up on June 1st. I I think it'll happen after. I know Schefter mentioned it that night. We haven't heard anything about it since. But I think June 1st is the date. Um, do you guys think he's going to get moved right after June 1st, or is it going to still be drawn out, or is it going to be moved at all? <laughs>
1: I I have no clue what's going to happen. I honestly don't. I there's so much falling out and it seems like both sides are broken. But then, you know, Aaron said, it's all about respect and nothing says respect like money. And they, he doesn't, have need, supposedly money. He doesn't
2: need money. He, he doesn't, he doesn't he's like need the third money. Highest he just, paid quarterback. He's got the money and he's got time on his contract. It's not money. That's, that's what's so aggravating to me. I,
1: I don't know. The time on the contract is something because he wants to be the quarterback long-term.
2: Well, it's like four he more, thought, it's like three more years. How much longer does he want? Does he want to play till he's, no, he's no, 38 not years team. old?
1: not for the team, on paper it is, but he's already got an out. He doesn't want that for for his future. He wants to be able to determine his future. But if the Packers can already get out, you know, with two years, three years to go, because there's always clauses that help the team get out of the contract if they don't want, you know, to finish it out. So he, all he's wanted is communication, respect, and a long-term commitment, a long-term guarantee. And I think that could all be solved with, um, you know, a good-sized deal that Aaron feels that he's respected in. But, again, I have no clue because they obviously didn't involve him on the Jordan Love pick last year. And in comparison, the Bucks involved Tom Brady this year on the last pick of the second round, picking Kyle Traff to back him up. <laughs> hey, Tom, are you okay with us selecting a backup here? We know you're the guy. It's different when you just don't say anything. You take a guy in the first. I mean, it is disrespectful to Aaron. So it might be broken. I I honestly don't know what's gonna happen. I don't Um, know. I don't know either. Yeah. Corey, what do you think?
0: Well, there's a Madden simulation done this week, and as you all know, Madden simulations are the end all be all of sports predictions. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you would think you know, the Packers losing Rodgers, you know, they would get worse. And then wherever Rodgers goes, obviously that team gets better. Well, in this Madden Sim, all five of the teams that Rodgers got traded to, there were five simulations done. None of them made the playoffs. Oh, geez. Wow. I didn't know that. What were
1: they? What were they?
0: Um, Broncos were one. I think the Raiders were one. Carolina. Oh, I'm sorry. Carolina. He did get traded to Carolina. Carolina did make the playoffs, but they were the only team.
1: I'm surprised he wouldn't have made the playoffs with the Broncos. I know we're not talking real life here, but.
0: No, 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 no. This is is completely accurate. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, right. um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's the catch of all of it, okay? In the same sim, the Packers started Jordan Love in every single sim, okay? The Packers made it to the Super Bowl twice. (laughs) And they won it once.
1: Oh, my God. Or <laughs> the owners so, playing? <laughs> Jesus.
0: So, you know, God. we can expect, you know, if Aaron Rodgers does get moved, the Packers are going to be a team on the rise for sure. Uh, but we did <laughs> yeah. want <laughs> to talk about – we want to talk about real quick – well, not real quick. This is going to be our main discussion here. Um, this upcoming season, guys, um, and we did this last year. What are some teams that uh, maybe had a bad season, didn't make the playoffs that you think can be a riser and push into the playoffs this next year based off maybe some off-season moves or, you know, whatever it may be?
2: I'll go ahead and go first and take the easy answer. I'm going to take San Francisco 49ers. I mean, they went from, what was it, first to worst, and I think they can go back to first again. And the biggest reason is not because there's been no change other than players that weren't on the field last year. Are gonna be on the field again this year. Look at this list. I've got uh, you guys all made fun of me for typing out this list, but I've got sixteen players here. And here here's the list Garoppolo, Richard Sherman, Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa, D. Ford, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert. Okay. None of these players played the full season. Most of them missed most of the season. Then a list of names that aren't as relevant. Garland, Nishoka. Ansa, Reed, Hurd, Wilson, Thompson. I mean, I've got I've got sixteen names on the list plus four more that were on the COVID list. This team was absolutely crippled in a way that we don't see very often. I mean, I guess I guess one team a year gets gets hurt really bad, but the Niners got hurt really really bad. Without any changes to the roster, without any additions or any growths at all, the team got better because they're healthy again. And then add to that the advantage of the earlier picks and, and all of the above. And, you know, I expect the Niners to perform well and above the six and 10 record, despite being in a very, very difficult division.
0: Let me ask hate you this, Tony. Um, my biggest concern with the Niners is their offensive power. Uh, with Garoppolo, he's kind of a pocket guy. Doesn't give you a lot of explosive plays. Obviously we've seen him. Came to the Super Bowl, and they've now got Nick Bosa, so you expect that defense to be a little bit better. Um, and George Kittle's a rock there, I know that. But with you know, if they now have Trey Lance, if Trey Lance was in the league five years and a superstar, I'd say absolutely. Um, and, and there's a chance he could get or uh, Garoppolo could get benched early, and maybe we actually see that out of Trey Lance. Maybe he pops, and then in that case, I would say yes, but um, I could see that you know. They're in the toughest division of football with the Rams, Seattle, and Arizona. Um, I think there's a chance they could miss the playoffs even at fully healthy. Um, you don't think yeah. that Richard
2: Sherman, Nick Bosa, and D. Ford make a significant difference in the win-loss total? Because I think it does. I think those three players by themselves, Sherman, Bosa, Ford, makes a big difference.
1: Is Richard yeah, but you got to put up points. Back? He, I, I don't even think he's with the 49ers anymore. That's I think a, he's a free agent.
2: Oh, shit. That would be important yeah. to know. I'm taking the look right now.
1: Let me let me ask you guys this question. And and Jeff Wilson, it just came out today that he's going to miss four to six months. Ah. So we might see a lot more to tra- uh, than of Trey Sermon than we originally thought with Raheem Mostert being made a glass. Let me ask you guys this: How many games does Trey Lance start?
2: First of all, Richard Sherman is back on a one-year deal.
1: So got you. When when did that happen? Two days ago. Suck it, Daniel. Okay. Okay, yep. Missed it. Nice. Sucky, sucky. No, that's good. That's a good thing for them. That really is. Anyway, what was Um, your question? Yeah, how many games does Trey Lance start?
2: I don't know. It depends on if Trevor... uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Jesus. If Garoppolo, he showed up with a bunch of fire in his belly. I mean, if if Garoppolo wins games, he's going to keep the job. Trey Lance isn't going to get thrust out into the field after not playing for a year. That's not going to happen unless the crowds are booing against the quarterback of the team. I mean, it's going to take a lot for Garoppolo to be unseated. I think he could be unseated, but it's going to take a lot. I mean, it'll be week, what, eight, ten.
0: All right, so... I think think in an ideal world, you see it late. Um, Maybe when they realize they're out of playoff contention or something, he kind of does what Pat Mahomes did and start two, three, four games at the end of the season, but... I, I mean, I would expect Garoppolo to win the job unless, you know, Trey Lance is super prepared like a lot of teams said he was because he was in a pro-style offense. I just don't expect uh, him to beat out Garoppolo early or midseason.
1: If, if they start 2-3 and three and they start Trey Lance week six, are they still a riser? Say that again. If they start 2-3, and three, crowds, you know, ready to ring John Lynch's neck And they put in Trey Lance at two and three record. Are they a riser?
2: Uh, I don't think so. I make it potentially. They become so unknown there. I mean, I I don't know. It becomes so unknown.
1: That's the thing that scares me about the Niners. I mean, it doesn't have to be that long of a struggle. Is this right? The
2: Lions, the Eagles, the Packers, the Seahawks. Two and two. And the Cardinals. Yeah, I guess two and three is possible. The Colts, the Bears, the Cardinals, the Rams. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can Colts, see it. Bears, it's Cardinals difficult. again. I mean, it's, that's it's just, difficult. I mean, Yeah. that's it's rough. Difficult. He could start, he could start two and five. I mean, they're putting Lance in. Are you kidding me? Yeah,
2: I think they can keep up with the Cardinals. Their defense is good enough. Anyway.
1: I think Daniel, but, who I mean, is your riser? Uh, my riser actually is the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I really like what I saw towards the end of the season and most of the season um, out of Justin Herbert. Obviously, won rookie of the year. Um, Joe Burrow getting hurt helped him there, but um, I'm excited to see year two of Herbert. They they spent the off season really addressing their offensive line um, to protect him, so they did it right. They drafted their guy, um, and then they realized that he was the guy, and then they spent a ton of money. I mean, they made Corey Lindsley <clears throat> that was previously with the Packers, the Packers center, and made him the highest paid center in the league. Um they they drafted Rashawn Slater in the first round, so offensive lineman in the first round, and then they also acquired another um offensive lineman through free agency that he is gonna start um as one of the guards. So and then they have Brian Balaga already at right tackle. I mean this offensive line is gonna be decent. So they're they're doing it right. Um they drafted Asante Samuel in the second round. What a steal. And that strong defense is getting Derwin James and Joey Bosa back. I mean that defense. The Chiefs better watch out. To be honest, I mean I'm I'm thinking the Chargers at least split those two games in that division. And if you if you give me the Raiders and the Broncos, I mean you could have possibly four or five wins in that division alone, um, and then match that with the 17th ranked uh, strength of schedule in uh, 2021. So uh, watch out for the Chargers. I think they are a team to watch. Um, they're, they're in the news recently, too, because all this Julio news, uh, where Julio Jones is going, the Chargers have been brought up as kind of a sneaky dark horse to acquire Julio Jones. I mean, we all know Keenan Allen is great, but he's getting older. Mike Williams, um, good deep threat, big big-bodied receiver. But Julio, at this point, is still better than Mike Williams at his age. Um, they, they added Jared cook because they lost Hunter Henry. Um, so I think the chargers are really going to shock some people. They were seven and nine last year, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get, you know, 10, 11 wins from being that strong defense and Justin Herbert doing what he did last year.
0: Yeah, I like it. And whenever you brought them up, I realized I completely missed them when I was picking my riser and. As you guys know, I wasn't very high on Herbert, but I I hope he performs really well. I hope he's a superstar and keeps up what he did last year. Uh, I do hope the coaching change doesn't jack it up. Um, yeah. That can always be that can always be rough for a rookie. I do love that they invested in the O line. They filled their gaps. They're obviously with the Derwin James and Bosa. Uh, those are two of the two of the best defenders in the league. So that defense should be solid um and another thing too the 17th ranked uh schedule you got to think that's heavily weighted because they played the chiefs twice imagine if the chiefs weren't there they might fall back to 24th or something so you're right if they split those uh games with the chiefs yeah they could be a playoff team for sure and if julio gets there um that, that offense could be really nasty especially with keenan allen still there yeah, and Mike court. Williams. Mike Williams is a really solid wide receiver. Yeah, that might be the best wide receiver core in the league if they have all three of those guys right next to the Bucks.
1: Yeah, definitely. Corey, who's yours?
0: I went with the Panthers because Madden said they're getting uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But they did get Sam Donald this offseason. I think he gives them a little more fire at the quarterback position. I know he's going to be hungry. He's going to want to prove that he's not a bust. And I don't think the Jets gave him a fair shake. I don't think they gave him a chance at all. So I think he can definitely succeed. He's getting McCaffrey back healthy. Um, he was on a couple of my fantasy teams last year, and he was questionable. Like the last five weeks of the season, didn't play. So, I think he sat out those games at the end of the season just to get a hundred percent and to roll into the next season healthy. Um, so, yeah. I fully expect him to be productive. Um, the Atlanta and the Saints are question marks. Atlanta was was a bad team last year. The Saints just lost Drew Brees. We don't know we're gonna what we're gonna get there. They've even invested in Sam Darnold by bringing in Terrace Marshall in the second round, wide receiver out of LSU. they got an offensive lineman in the third, Brady Christensen, um, and even took a backup for Christian McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard, who I know you were high on, Daniel. Uh, Mm -hmm. Really reminds me of Christian McCaffrey because he's got that top-end speed. Uh, Just really kind of reassuring that they always have a weapon there in case McCaffrey were to go down and they've got the uh, 26 hardest schedule, seventh easiest, ever. you want to look at it. They should have a pretty clear path, you know, to win some games as long as they can put it all together. And I think they can, I really do.
2: So looking at that division, I mean, it's the Saints, the Buccaneers, the Falcons, and the Panthers. The Falcons are a high-powered offense, albeit a terrible defense. Tampa Bay, you know, poised to win in their Super Bowl, I suppose. And the Saints are still the Saints. Where do you – how do you find Carolina making the playoffs? Who who doesn't make it? Or are there three teams in this division that make it? Because if it's three teams in this division, you're calling them the best in the NFC, right?
0: Well, that doesn't necessarily have to be true. Um, I think the Saints could fall off this year. I think they could miss if Winston doesn't work out. I still think they'll be a tough team but if they can you know rack up four or five wins in the division just like the Chargers they've got the 26 you know the seventh easiest schedule after that so with a better quarterback a healthy Christian McCaffrey, I think they're definitely a threat no matter how way, you know what way you shake it out well, when, when and there's an extra, and there's an extra playoff team yeah. now
2: and when you say Christian McCaffrey that helps answer
1: a lot of the question
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if if Christian McCaffrey goes down
1: this year, Chuba Hubbard is going to get traded <laughs> because he's going to show what he's got, and I mean, just imagine a Mike Davis that has top-end breakaway, you know, Tyreek Hill speed, essentially.
0: You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your
2: favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay up. in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One,
1: I feel like the Saints are going to go with Taysom Hill, so I think I support your theory on the Panthers winning. You know, winning five-ish games in that division. Um, so I think even if they even if they split, like you said, even if they go one and one throughout all the other teams, I still think with their schedule being so easy, and they were kind of one of the surprising offensive teams last year, and that was with Teddy Bridgewater, who I didn't think was very good, and I think Sam Donald's better. Um, I actually really like this wide receiver core uh, for Carolina. Um, and then adding Terrace Marshall was was awesome. So, um, yeah, I could definitely see a world where the Panthers you know, turn it around. But that defense, though, that's the thing you didn't mention. That defense. Give it another year. I think I mentioned it a couple pods ago. They have been drafting great. Didn't they take – who would they take this year? J.C. Horn? Yes. I mean – Gosh, they have been acquiring some really good defensive talent. Um, so we're, you know, we're sitting here talking about the offense, but I think the Panthers' defense is what could carry them here in a year or so. They, they may be one of the best defenses in the league. And it you know, shock I,
0: people. you said a lot of really good things there, Daniel. You know, but the biggest thing you said was that the Saints are going to start tasting hell.
1: Why do you, I don't? Good God. They better start Jameis. That's all I got to say. He is the better option, better quarterback, better everything. But I feel like we're going to be let down and Taysom Hill is going to be their quarterback. I don't know why it's a feeling that I have, but I think Sean Payton is just in love with the guy for whatever reason. And we're just, we're going to see Taysom Hill. If not, it, it would go exactly how I think it should go. Jameis should be the quarterback. They're a better team with Jameis. Well, I it, feel like we're going
0: to get by starting Taysom Hill, you completely defeat his purpose. And when you have a guy like Jameis Winston who can prove, who's proved that he can move an offense down the field, I know he had his 30-interception season, but that was also the season that Bruce Arians said, I don't give a shit what you do, just throw the ball. Um, I think Sean Payton would be missing a huge opportunity by, le- by starting Taysom Hill and leaving Jameis Winston on the bench. I don't think you're putting your best 11 players on the field if you do that.
1: Man, I couldn't agree more.